This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, gas prices today heading into the weekend, hovering around $1.68 a liter, $1.69 if you're in the Metro Vancouver area. In the interior, around Kamloops, and so it's like $1.41, something like that. So it's no wonder that increasingly we are hearing and seeing people who want to stock up, so to speak. People who drive around with full jerry cans of gasoline in their vehicles. Begs the question, though, doesn't it? How safe can that be? And when gas prices spike like this, this is always a topic that is worth checking out. There might be a few things here that you need to know on this. That's why we're joined now by Lewis Smith, who's the manager of national projects with the Canada Safety Council. Lewis, thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure, Cindy. Good morning. Good morning. Is this something that you hear of happening? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, even here in Ottawa, we're only a couple hours away from the New York border. So it happens fairly frequently here as well. Well, then I have to ask, what are the gas prices like in Ottawa right now? Uh, a bit less than you folks, thankfully. We're still looking somewhere in the ballpark of high 120s, low 130s. Right. Consider yourself lucky, Lewis, with that price. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk, oh, about the sa- let's talk about the safety aspects of this. Like, First of all, are you allowed to transport jerry cans of gas around in your vehicle every day? Legally speaking, yes. Uh, Transport Canada does have a specific exemption for uh, transporting gasoline. Uh, specifically, all Canadian residents are allowed to transport up to 150 kilograms of gas. Uh, the exemption specifies, though, that each individual container can't exceed 30 kilograms. So if we're talking about your standard 25-liter jerry can uh, full of gas, those are usually hovering somewhere around 20 kilograms. So we're talking about, at the high end, up to seven full cans that you're allowed to transport. Uh, obviously, you know, we're, we're probably talking a bit overkill here. I don't think most rational people are carrying no. around seven jerry cans, uh, but that is the, the upper echelon that you'd be able to Right. Take. And are we allowed to transport that back and forth across the border? Uh, yes, with a caveat. If ah. you're buying it in the States and bringing it back across can- to Canada, uh, there is a chance that it will be subject to duties. Uh, so y- you aren't legally required to, uh, to declare any fuel that you put in your gas tank directly. But any fuel that's put in a jerry can, you do have to declare, and that could be charged depending on uh, on the border agent's decision. Right, okay, so that's at their discretion for that. Correct. Okay, but let's talk about safety issues here. Obviously, there are safer and less safe ways to transport this. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the, the, the issue that I think a lot of people tend to overlook when talking about transporting gasoline is that it's a very volatile element. Um, if we're putting it in a jerry can, uh, then by nature, the jerry can is explosive. You know, whether it's full of gas to the brim, overfilled, underfilled, or even if it's completely empty, but there are still fumes remaining, uh, all it takes is one shock of static electricity and the whole thing could explode. Oh. You know, I'm not, I'm not in the business of being um, uh, incendiary here or overly, you know, hand-wringing, uh, but it's a very serious concern. And it, with a material that volatile, it's hard to predict and hard to trust. So how do you mitigate that? Well, the easiest way, of course, is don't do it. Uh, but if you do feel inclined to do it and you do feel inclined to save a few pennies uh, or a few dollars, depending on how many uh, jerry cans you're filling, uh, it's important to keep the jerry cans in a well-ventilated area. So we're not talking about putting it in the back seat of your car. We're certainly not talking about putting it in the trunk. Because in both those cases, the fumes can accumulate and cars aren't equipped to properly vent those fumes. So the best way to do it would be to properly strap them down in the back of a flatbed truck or alternatively on the, the roof of your car. 
but again, the keyword there is securely. Uh, we don't want them flying off when you're driving down the highway, of course. That makes perfect sense, right? Uh, in your experience, Lewis, do people do this or do we tend to be kind of laissez-faire about this? Uh, from what I've seen personally and a bit anecdotally, uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag. You know, there, there's certainly that, that section of the population that wants to save money any way they can. And I suppose when you're that close to Washington down in BC, oh. there, there's certainly some logic to it. Um, on the other hand, uh, from my personal experience, most people tend to just complain about it, of course, as, as we tend to do, uh, but then fill up the gas tank anyways at uh, Petrocan or uh, at any gas station around. Right. Okay. So lots of things to be aware of here. I mean, the thing that gets me is that some people are doing this. They probably got kids in the car. It's their family vehicle. Like we, I think we tend to take this for granted. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I think that's the key concern here is that even if we're putting aside the, the explosive nature of it, you know, that if we're being realistic, the odds of an explosion are minimal, though they're certainly present. Uh, the real danger here comes from the fact that it's carbon monoxide exposure. You know, if, if the fumes are in your vehicle, in the, the passenger cabin, or even in the trunk, there's a higher risk of, uh, of being exposed to carbon monoxide. We can be talking on the low end about headaches, nausea, the flu, and if more prolonged exposure, we can be talking about more serious incidents like extreme illness and in extreme, extreme cases, death. Right. So ventilation is key here. Absolutely. Number one concern. Okay, so then, Lewis, run us through those safety tips one more time for people. Sure. So if you're bringing gasoline across the border, make sure they're in appropriately marked containers, uh, ideally jerry cans. Uh, you do have a, an exemption of up to 150 kilograms, and at all times your gasoline should be properly ventilated, whether that's strapped to the top of your roof or strapped into a, uh, a flatbed of a truck. Uh, but do not ever store gasoline containers full or empty in your trunk or in the passenger cabin of the vehicle. Hmm, I have a feeling a lot of people are not following that rule necessarily. Yeah, I, I suspect you're right, unfortunately. And I think uh, with these kind of issues, the, the sad reality is it's just a matter of time until we're talking about it in more tragic terms. Uh, okay, Lewis, listen, thank you for the advice today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, that was great advice. That's Lewis Smith, the manager of national projects with the Canada Safety Council, outlining the rules and regulations surrounding um, the allowable transport of gasoline in personal vehicles. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.